your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. everyone welcome to special presentation with mike and ethan or elf will not be seen tonight mike i want to take you on a journey of the mind are you ready oh i'm ready let's do it close your eyes the, here <laughs> imagine the two of us we're in the car together you know as as usual i'm sort of crowding you out of the car and we are driving on a lonely freeway somewhere in california you can see clouds up ahead and you can see uh oh let's say oh let's say billboards billboards with uh awful right-wing slogans on them because we're between cities and so but we're getting low on gas so we stop at a terrifying small gas station the two of us enter the gas station and look for something to snack on and standing right there in the middle of the rack is the star of today's show. It's Andy Cap, whom you might only know from Hot Fries. Andy Cap's Hot Fries, the most out on parole snack food. <laughs> um, yeah, so Andy Cap. Um, Andy Cap, <laughs> that wife beating drunk that everyone <laughs> loves. Um, it. Would it, would it surprise you to, to know that Andy Cap is not just a fry, though, not just a hot fry, that he was actually originally started as a comic strip? Yeah, some people might actually be surprised there because, I mean, Andy Cap, I mean, it's knowing what I do now about Andy Cap, I'm very surprised that we had it in my paper growing up. Why would the San Diego Union have a comic strip written for the London Daily Mirror? What relevance does it have to us? Yeah, it's weird because I definitely remember Andy Cat being in in numerous papers that I read as a kid, and it always does seem like like out of out of place. You know, it's it's a it's a a strip like you said for the the London Daily Mirror. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's got this it's got this extremely. Uh, British sensibility to it and, and specifically a, a very old fashioned British sensibility. Um, it's, it always feels like you're, you're watching a carry on film in comic strip form. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit like almost like some of the comics that uh, Tom mentioned from, uh, you know, the Beano or the dandy or, um, or what, or Viz, yes. you know, now, the thing is, I was not aware of this before uh, we watched uh, before we watched Fat Slags with uh, was was that the that Andy Cap also takes place in the North. I didn't realize this was such an intense part of uh, British culture was you know lovingly mocking the North. I didn't realize that these yeah, weren't I... normal British people. <laughs> That yeah, these were a special I didn't realize comic, that either. comedy version of British people. 
<laughs> yeah, it's also interesting that it's not just that he's in the north, but he is actually in a, a specific real-life city in the north, too. Hartlepool, um, yes. Yeah, which, I mean, I know nothing about it, other than that apparently it is the location that Andy Cap uh, takes place in. Um, I, looked so, up, I looked up Hartlepool, and apparently they're best known for uh, executing a monkey. Oh, what, hell yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, let's hear about this monkey. Okay, so what happened was that Hartlepool is known for allegedly executing a monkey during the Napoleonic Wars. Uh, there is a Scottish folk song called And the Bodammers Hung the Monkey-O. It describes how a monkey survived a shipwreck off the village of Bottom in a near in Aberdeenshire. Because the villagers could only claim salvage rights if there were no survivors from the wreck, they allegedly hanged the monkey. <laughs> okay. Um, did What was the monkey... What what uh, drummed up charges uh, did they hang the monkey on? Uh, another... Let's see. Other legends include that fishermen from Hartlepool watched a French warship founder off the coast, and the only survivor was a monkey, whom they assumed this must be what Frenchmen look like, and they summarily executed him after a kangaroo court trial. Okay, so I guess they're. I guess either way, um, they're they're accusing this monkey of being a, an enemy combatant. Yes. It sounds like. Huh. Okay. Um. So in in in. So as far as I know, this monkey does not appear in Andy Cap. Yes. At any point. Too bad. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would definitely uh put a whole new spin on everything. Could have been um, the if Andy, of Cap, Andy took, Cap. Yeah. If uh, Andy Cap took place during the Napoleonic Wars, and there was like. <laughs> um. Now. Uh. I I'm guessing, in Hartle Hartlepool, uh. Is Andy Cap a big deal? Do you think? Do you think they have statues of Andy Cap the way that Muncie, Indiana, has statues of Garfield everywhere? There certainly is a statue of Andy Cap. Oh, seriously? Yes. And is it in a Hartlepool? Yes. I'll here. I'll uh, share the. Uh, I'll share the picture with you. Uh, All right. Let's take a look at this. Here is Andy Cap with a dog for scale. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's Andy Cap. Yeah, I don't know if um, I would immediately recognize it as Andy Cap because his his proportions are a little too human. Yeah, and this is also not a pose that I think I've seen Andy Cap in before. Um, so it's a little strange yeah. uh, seeing him. I don't know about you, but you I know. commonly assume that Andy Cap is always going to be walking in profile and kind of floating off the ground as he walks. Yeah, like like as he appears on the uh, the hot fry bag. Yeah, exactly. And I have I have a wonderful actually uh, book about how to make comics, which came from England, and it has a bunch of samples of uh, Andy Cap. And there's there is the one cartoon that I think of as kind of the uh, you know the iconic Andy Cap cartoon in my mind has a little boy being dragged angrily to school by his mother as he hugs a soccer ball and saying, did you ever go to school when you were a kid, Andy, Mr. Cap? And Andy says, never missed a day, son. And then he turns to the audience as he always does and says, I'm a fibber, but you got to set a good example. And <laughs> as he's staring at the camera, he hears the kid say, see ma, it won't do me no good neither. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? That's that's a pretty good one. 
I, I was only, I enjoyed that one because I mean I got the book when I was fifteen and any anything uh, that was down on school was okay by me. <laughs> down with homework. Down with uh, uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, before we actually get into, well, bef before we get into Andy Cap, the, the television series, um, what do we know about Andy Cap, the comic? We've, we've already established that it is, it is British. Uh, very, uh, very British. Yes. And it is a, yes, it is something that the, they take a certain pride in. I don't see why, why you wouldn't, but it is, uh, Andy Cap is the, is a, uh, Working class, although he works as little as possible, a uh, gentleman from the, from the north in Hartlepool whose wife works as a, uh, as a cleaning woman, and he mostly just slobs on the couch all, all day and then goes out drinking and apparently shooting pool and fishing. I, I don't think of fishing as being, you know, a n kind of nasty thing to do, but, you know, maybe in the Thames. No. <laughs> but Well, I, I do remember, because, like, again... It's uh, growing up and reading Andy Cap. Um, I, I always had this vague feeling that it was British, uh, you know, even as a child and not knowing anything about England and assuming that the things about Andy Cap that didn't make sense were normal British things. Mm. Like one of the things that he frequently does is he he keeps pigeons like he's got a, a, a dove coat in his backyard. Huh. He just raises pigeons. And I, as a kid, I was like I was um, I was like, OK, uh, clearly, this is supposed to be a bad thing because Andy Cap is a is a lazy goof off, and he likes playing pool, he likes drinking, and he likes raising pigeons. <laughs> but I couldn't quite figure. You know, it was like I don't really get that. But I mean, I guess it must be in England. That's a low class thing to do. Raise yeah, pigeons. it seems pretty patrician to me. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm not sure um, if the pigeons. I assume actually, as an adult, that the pigeons were used for gambling. Yeah, for pigeon like he would racing, race them or yes. something. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if that's actually accurate. I'm just assuming that because I think Andy Cap does also gamble a lot. Um, I, you know, I think he goes to the races and stuff, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, it um, says here his Andy his hobbies and activities include pigeon racing, darts, snooker, playing footy, occasional cricket and rugby, betting on horses and usually losing badly, getting drunk in the local pub and getting fished out of a canal, fishing and not catching anything bigger than a goldfish, Mooching money from be for beer, flirting with barmaids, loafing and napping on the sofa, playing poker, and fighting with his long-suffering wife Flo. Right. Um, now I, I now uh, those are all things I do remember. You know the thing about the Andy Cap uh, comic strip, um, it, which which by the way should we mention it's by uh, Reg Smythe, I guess is the uh, the original um, yes. cartoonist. No, I think it is. Uh, Smith is, is no still... longer with us. Yeah, he died in 98. So Okay. Now, is the comic still running? I think it's actually a zombie comic. Uh, yes, it's um, uh, the you know, the first uh, replacement was Roger Mahoney and Roger Kettle. And mm -hmm. uh, Ro Roger Mahoney is still the artist. The new writers are Lawrence Goldsmith and Sean Garnett. And it says here okay. that the appearance of the characters has not changed perceptibly since Smith's death. So I wonder if they just went through and scanned all of his work and uh, and just reproduced well, it. <laughs> you know, uh, that's the thing about Andy Cap. It's like looking at Andy Cap, um, it's like it's not that the art is, is like bad or anything. He's actually a quite he's quite 
a good uh, draftsman yes. of Reg Smythe. Um, but I always had this weird feeling that Andy Cap that there's basically about four stock poses that you see the characters in. Yeah. And w- while they appear like very lovingly drawn, they're only in those poses. It's kind of like tumbleweeds in that way. Yeah. I where... was going to say, it's got that kind of hieroglyphics look that tumbleweeds has. Yeah. Like you feel like you're not watching, like I, I get, this is ironic because it is a, a comic strip um but you know but i always assume like okay the fiction of a comic strip is you're watching snapshots in time you know what i mean you know yeah, what i mean yeah. um like you know there's movement but you don't see it you just imagine it kind of like if in the garfield uh film uh garfield gets real where they are there being uh, photographed into a comic you know yeah. what i mean um but uh Andy Cap, like tumbleweeds, feels to me. You look at it and it's like, no, these are static images. You are they only exist as static images. You are seeing uh, one static image after another, and there's no illusion of movement between them. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever th- seen motion lines in a uh, Andy Cap strip. Yeah, not that I can recall. Yeah, I might be um, wrong because it says here that uh, Andy Cap is known for bopping anyone who insults Flo. So, um, well, if, if he ever punches seen- anyone. I've mostly seen, like, he'll do the thing where there'll be a big, like, cloud and you'll see, like, oh. arms and legs sticking out of it, you know? <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mostly remember that, the, yeah, there are certain poses that he does. Um, you know, of course, stock situations that you see a lot of in Andy Cap, like going to the bar um, and not paying the rent and uh, stuff like that. And... Um, also, like, uh, but I do recall a big thing is that very often uh, people uh, will not be shown when they're talking because, like, the artist didn't want to draw, like, them a second time. So, like, there will be a panel that is literally just someone off screen and a, and a word bubble comes in and yeah. you just read their text. And some uh, people, I remember some people only <laughs> exist off screen, like his like his mother-in-law. That's right. Yes. Um, so that, I mean, you kind of have to be like, okay, I get it. But what, what always annoyed me as a kid is there would be just a panel. It's not just that the character is off screen. It's like all characters are off screen. So even if like a mother-in-law is talking to Andy Cap, it'll literally just be a panel of nothing but the balloon coming in from off screen. So you don't even see Andy in it sometimes, which always struck me as very lazy when I was, uh, when I was a kid. Um, now that I'm an adult, to become a cartoonist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now I'm like, well, I kind of get it. You know, yeah. drawing is hard. Why? Why? But um, again, like I feel like the the way Andy Cap is drawn, it looks kind of like if you ever seen the uh, the behind the scenes making of featurette for the official um, Control Alt Delete um, convention uh, extras, where uh, Buckley is showing how he makes a Control Alt Delete comic, and he's literally got like a um, you know, a drop down menu of, of all the saved heads and he just pulls <laughs> one out and pastes it in. And it's kind of makes me think of that. Does he still do that? I thought he's, he became a better artist recently, but. Oh, uh, Buckley. Yeah. Or maybe um, I'm thinking I haven't of someone keeping... else. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up with him ever since, you know, uh, this was in the old days. Yes. Um, it's, it's kind of amazing to think that is he still even, if he's still working, God, They'll just let anyone do webcomics these days. <laughs> I mean, the Sinfest guy is still working. Why would he stop? 
<laughs> yeah, that's well. I mean, I think Buckley's actually making more money than the Sinfest guy, yeah. so um, I mean, Let's it makes hope, more sense honestly. for him to continue. Well, you know, I mean, it's like well, what? I mean, Buckley is embarrassing with things like loss, but uh, but the Sinfest guy is just like okay, get him out of comics. Yeah. It's like, is there more money in uh, video games or in transphobia? And the answer apparently is video games. So <laughs> maybe there's hope for this world. Yeah, I, was um, say. I mean, unless like there's uh, unless unless Buckley is actually like terrible and cancelable in ways that we don't know about because I haven't really researched him that much. Mm. I feel like actually there is some bad things about him now though. I think didn't he like. I think he may have like been hitting on some underage fans of his or something. Yeah, he, he hit on them via the uh, via his message board. So I, I suppose you might argue that he didn't realize they were underage, but you know maybe you shouldn't be hitting on people through a message board in the first place. Yeah. Also, that that feels like so weird. Just be like a guy being like, "Hey, you know, I'm a pretty big wheel in uh in video game web comics." <laughs> and like, is that does that work? I mean, is it actually an effective uh you know um strategy I, for uh? I mean, I guess if you're under eighteen, maybe you'll be looking at. I was like, "Wow, he has his own message board." Gosh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I knew you said you were rich. You didn't say you were you were this rich. <laughs> um. But man, uh, anyway, Andy Cap, um, uh, what what can we say about the comic strip? Uh, I think you know Andy Cap is a comic strip that has a surprising following in the U.S. I mean, not have never having lived in England, and I guess you haven't either. You you went to a British school, but you never actually went lived in England itself, did you? No, I I've been there, but you know. Ne- never like for for you know never lived there uh andy cap has a lot of you know it's an interesting take on you know the what we like to call those darn cis hats it's it's a yes. very different take on it than the american version because uh, up until recently uh andy and his wife would frequently get into fist fights and he'd leave her with a black eye <laughs> yeah, that, that sort of thing apparently is uh, is acceptable over there in England, and I just uh, I just don't think that's good. As an American, yes. I uh, I believe in, I believe that domestic violence is bad. <laughs> Liberal. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think actually though that that has they have. Um, they have lightened up on the domestic violence in recent years. I think now they go to marriage counseling yes. instead. And by recent years, basically within our lifetimes, they started going to marriage counseling instead of fighting in the early 80s. And you even see wow. it in this this actual show that we watched. So You know, I mean, I guess I got to give them credit. Like in the early the early 80s is actually a pretty, pretty uh, early to realize that domestic violence may not be a. Uh, you know, uh, a good thing to mine for, uh, you know, lighthearted humor. So, so good on Reg Smith for that one. Yeah. And you know, other place, other things have been cutting back on it too. Even, uh, even the Lockhorns, you know, yeah. I, it's kind of too bad that no comic strip, you know, totally doubled down on it and had, you know, both of them beat the shit out of each other. And also they like, you know, one will crash their car into the other or, <laughs> <laughs> it just becomes like War of the Roses, the comic strip. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I I kind of wish that Roald Dahl and uh, Quentin Blake had made the Twits into a comic strip. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> With the two of them just playing horrible tricks on each other every day. 
<laughs> I mean, kids would love it. I would. But... <laughs> I love the twits. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but but yeah, the eighties is early because I don't think a general half track was still like raping his secretaries until like the late nineties. Yeah, you know? I I, rem- I distinctly remember the uh, the strip that kicked off the uh, whole storyline about them bringing a sexual harassment lawsuit against him, and then he had to he had to go to therapy and he had to publicly apologize. <laughs> Wow, what a what a different world that was. You know, when we were living in the nineties. But... <laughs> yeah. Living in the nineties at the end of history when it's like, you know what, we all we're gonna you know, there's a bright future ahead. Everything's gonna get everything's getting better and and kinder and gentler. And now we live in uh twenty twenty two where if they did that, like um uh Mort Walker would be getting like uh you know, death threats yeah. uh from 4chan and uh you know <laughs> Um, they, he would have like the proud boys burning down his house. Uh, yeah. Just imagine how they'd react if they'd, if, uh, if it had been this year instead of 30 years ago, no, f- close to 40 years ago that Mr. Potato Head gave up his pipe. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Oh God. Too bad. We, too bad. We missed out on that manufactured controversy. <laughs> um, God, but, uh, but Andy Cap, um, he is, um, he he apparently also used to smoke, but he gave that up. No oh, good. And ah. speaking of Mr. Potato Head, yeah, yeah. he's uh, he yeah. stops. He used to always have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. It it basically was his mouth, like uh, like Tack from uh, from the 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 Thief and the Cobbler. Yeah, um, according to Wikipedia, um, you know there was some. Uh, uh, the the public thought it was political correctness gone mad, and it sounds like there may have been a uh, a brewing backlash, very much like what we would expect to see nowadays from you know a certain contingent. Yes. But uh, Reg Smythe or Smith uh, said actually the reason he did it was because he gave up smoking and he didn't was like oh and fuck if Andy Cap's gonna enjoy a cigarette when I can't. <laughs> Although since he was British, he may not have used the word cigarette. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm not going to say yeah, it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, um, he, they they have a different word there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we've got besides Andy and Flo, there's a few other recurring characters. It like many uh, comic strips, it's a surprisingly small cast considering that this thing has been going on for what like 70 yeah. years now. I was a little surprised by um, how large the cast was. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. I've seen them. Jays. I didn't realize there was this many characters in Andy Cap. <laughs> I think the thing is, most of the time, I just assume that they're all generics, kind of like that woman, you know, kind of like, you know, the woman in, in Kathy who works in every store. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. She's, you know, is she an individual or is it just she just plays every woman that works in a uh, clothier? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah, um, have we ever seen Kathy go to more than one store in a day? No, not in a day. Like, every store that she goes to has the same clerk. Yeah, maybe. But you never see her. Yeah, maybe. But I've never seen maybe, I've never seen her in two stores in the same day. Though that would be a good gag to put into, like, a Kathy animated special. They yeah. really missed out by not doing that, you know? Oh, man. So, so Kathy is like the, the Muppet guy who keeps going to every restaurant being served by Grover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking she's kind of like the the red guy in Cow and Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Mr. So Holmes. let's see. So Andy Cap, we've got. Um, there's who else? Who else? There's Jackie the barman, whom um, I mostly remember in the comic strip. He does a thing where he yells, "Time, gentlemen," which is, means the bar is closing. Mm. But I was always confused by that. I was like, "What? What does he mean, time?" You know, I, yeah, I, I thought kid, he was. You know, I thought he was like calling. They were timing something, and it was like five, four, three, two, one, time. Yeah, it's like I guess in England that's the thing they do, but in America I'm like, what? Um, no, here we say uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, then we have uh, Chalky White, who is uh, Andy Cap's friend that he need he talks to if he needs someone to talk to for a joke to land. Yeah, I. Um, the word chalky is something I hear in British English and I've heard it used as like the, like slang for the teacher is like chalky called me an idiot. Oh, really? Huh? So I wonder, is that, I mean, I always assume like, Oh, cause chalky white. Okay. Like chalk oh, is white. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's like, I don't really know if that means anything otherwise, you yeah. know, so I didn't realize that was like slang for teacher. So huh. <laughs> it would be funny if he was a teacher. <laughs> I mean, that actually would be handicap. very funny. <laughs> That that would be extremely funny, actually. Uh, let's see. Chalky's got a wife named Ruby, who I guess occasionally uh, Flo talks to her. Yeah. And um, then we've got, you know, there's the vicar uh, who comes and I think he, you know, criticizes Andy Cap a lot. Yeah, this, um, is, this is an example of what Alex told us about how, you know, the vicar would come over and eat your food and drink your whiskey. Yeah, it's weird being an American because it's like, that's a thing. Though actually that did happen to me when I was a kid. Uh, we had the priest over once. You had the priest? You know. Wow. Yeah, this was when I was in, uh, this was when I was, I was preparing for communion, you know, so my mm. parents had the priest over and um, yeah, it didn't go well. Wow. Um, but uh, I, I was not a, I was not a, uh, I was not a well-behaved kid, but uh <laughs> So I, I kind of embarrassed my parents in front of the priest. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Are you give that was back the one... all that money that you took from the dish, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was not as uh, I was not as precocious as the Dennis the Menace uh, strip. <laughs> it was mostly just me like running around and being loud. Um, but anyway, that was the only time we had a religious figure in the house, so it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. That's right. We don't need... It was like, it was like oh, what? You want me to be nice when this child molester's in the house? I don't think so. Nope. You can see right through this guy. I mean, I don't know if he was a child molester. He, he didn't molest me, so yeah. I wouldn't know. But I mean, He I found know. you very unappealing. Priest, yeah. What? I'm so mad. I'm going to find that priest. Like, what's wrong? You don't think I'm sexy? Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe we should cut this part out. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, no, it's not your fault. Uh, we're not gonna. I'm gonna completely forget, and it is gonna go in, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Mike wants to be molested. What the fuck? <laughs> that's kind of weird." Yeah, that's that's very weird. Anyway, Andy Cap. We were speaking of Andy Cap, the vicar. He comes over. Um, who else? Who else were we? Um, uh, the vicar, the the pawn shop man. We see him in the uh, show. Oh, that's right. Is he yes, a regular yes. Character in the strip. I think he, I maybe I feel like we might have seen him. Um, I know that the 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 Percy the Red Collector, yeah, is he's a regular, and he even has a little like Hitler mustache, just like in the uh, TV show. Boy, it sure took a long time for those to go out of style, didn't it? 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I, I feel like they were, um, I don't know if people in real life had them after Hitler, but like you do see them in a lot of British media to indicate a very certain kind of, kind of, you know, uh, very kind of Martinet personality. So maybe yeah. it's actually even referencing Hitler, you know? Oh yeah. It could be. Yeah. So it's, you know, somebody who like, uh, like, Oh, actually, you know, I was going to say Charlie Chaplin, but he was not like a Hitler character, but you know, who is that kind of personality? Oliver Hardy. And he had always had that kind of mustache. Mm, mm, that's true. It's a very, it's a very fussy kind of mustache, yes. you know? Like, yeah. Oh, oh, what's his name? The guy that uh, was uh, the guy from the beginning of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the one who was descended from Genghis Khan and didn't know it. That kind of. <laughs> oh, person. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that, that kind of fits this character, too. Um, and then I think we've got there's some constables. Yep. Um, Regular constables. And, and apparently one of their regular jobs is uh, arresting Andy Cav and or fishing him out of the river. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and since this it's is a specific again, town, it's probably a specific river, too, isn't it? Oh, that's a good point. Um, what is I guess we should see what's what's the uh, ri local river in Hurtlepool? Hurtlepool. It's. Uh, um, I mean, there's a there. It's on the it's on the coast, so it, there's got to be a river, right? Yeah, it has a it has a marina. Oh, there's there's the river. Um, let's let's maybe there's a canal. Yeah, I I definitely see a river on this uh, this map, but I can't find a name for it. Eh. Oh well, well, we'll see. Well, it's probably maybe it's named after Andy Cap. It's the Andy <laughs> Cap River. Yeah, he falls into the. What did you mean fishing me out of this river? It's my river. It's got me name on it. <laughs> um, well, oh, also, but it appears that Reg Smythe is actually from Hartlepool, oh, which okay. I guess makes sense. Yeah. So you know, one would hope so. If you're going to do something about a specific town, people are going to notice if you uh, get the details wrong, if you're, cause, cause you just like, no, I, it's like when you have, you know, characters from Tokyo going to uh, Walmart in your fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those things where like, if, if he wasn't from there, it'd be interesting if uh, people were just like, Oh yeah, we just get, you know, it'd be like when Fresno gets name dropped in, uh, you know, uh, uh, monsters versus aliens. Yeah. <laughs> people were just like, it's us. It's us. <laughs> that was that was how people here in Chico were when uh, when uh, Chico got Chico Steak got mentioned in uh, the new uh, Harley Quinn show. Oh, really? We're all just like, oh, us, us, it's me. We're all like Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. I, I just heard a, uh, I I just heard an article on uh, NPR where they were talking about uh, how kids were dealing with their their uh school burning down after the uh after the paradise fire and and it was talking about how now they're going to school in chico and it's like hey i know there oh yeah yeah we're just about uh 10 you know 10 minutes down the road from paradise yeah um and well, uh yeah I, I was like and I, they were all like yeah, I know how you when you when your school burns down, you deal. It's like you know, la 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 la. <laughs> Watch the school burn to ashes. Oh, you know, aren't you glad you play with matches? Anyway, it's very funny that those children were traumatized. Yes, um, they were. Yeah, they were God. terribly traumatized, and they 
and they're going to school in an in an abandoned Walmart or something or like a big box store that they had to oh. like, divide the they had to divide the aisles up into classrooms. Yep, that I I know that I know that Walmart. <laughs> um, that's uh, all the yeah all the refugees from Paradise were living in the parking lot there, you know. And, um, until like, you know, and, and it was one of those things where like people in Chico were like, well, uh, Butte's strong. And then like, oh, uh, about a week later, we're like, oh, we, we didn't realize that we'd actually have to do something. We thought <laughs> that we, you know, our, 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 uh, was our, our charity, we've had charity fatigue at this point and, uh, fuck them. Let's, let's send the cops in to beat them up. And you know, so like, it's sort of like yeah. when your baby is a week old and you realize you're going to be doing this for the next 18 years. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is this is a very terrible place. <laughs> it's a microcosm for America. Well, fuck this country. Anyway, uh, why well, I, I, this is this episode is getting very spicy. Yeah, wow. We are yeah, we are uh, kicking ass and taking names. Andy Cap is really just bringing out the the worst, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Although maybe it's um, because it's such a you know, even though it portrays Hartlepool as kind of a dump, it still seems like a kind of fairy tale place to us where everyone knows you know, each other. There is, I, I was actually thinking that there is a community. The fact that like the cops, they, they find, you know, the cops of Hartlepool find Annie anti cap trying, but they basically rescue him from the canal and just bringing him home and be like, uh, sleep it off. Whereas, you know, in this town, uh, they, they would basically just be like, you know, Oh, do you see if they caught someone in the canal, they'd shoot you and be like, uh, he was resisting. <laughs> yeah. Well, like they, like they say, you know, in, in heaven, all the, uh, all the cops are British in hell. All the cops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> But, um, so, um, I think have we, have we spoken of the comic strip enough? Should we actually uh, get yeah. into the actual, uh, yeah, show? Yeah, let's talk about um, the actual show, which is a, which is a BBC production as of course uh, they all would be. And, uh, the credits all seem to be in, uh, in times, not times New Roman in comic sans. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> which I don't think um, even existed yet because this is from 1988. I couldn't believe that there was enough of a market for Andy Cap in 1988 to make a new <laughs> series out of it. No. Um, in fact, uh, and I was very surprised watching this that it was from 1988 because it's so strange and that I could not pin this down for like really any specific time period, just yeah. the way it's, it's done. That's kind of um, the cool thing about it. I think is that it's kind of timeless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we, you know, well, first of all, like, uh, Ethan, do you have any opinion on the handicap comic strip? I should ask do you, um, do you, I was, I didn't miss it when I moved to a new town and we didn't have it in our paper, but you know, I see, I see how it would appeal to certain people. You know, it's yeah. not one of those things um, where I'm just like, who the hell reads this? Like the born loser. Me, Right, right. Okay, that's about that. That mirrors kind of my feelings on it. It's one of those comics that exists, but I have, you know, no real feelings towards it one way or the other. You know, sometimes um, you want something to be destroyed, and other times you're like, it's not for me, but not everything has to be for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, th this the handicap is just, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure that there's some like 
British expats here that like were like, oh, Andy, me, I will miss me Andy Cap. Oh, it's in it's in the bloody paper here. Oh, it's just like being home. That's my British accent. Uh, <laughs> um. And then they see, and they're all like, "Oh, nimmy up the wicker shams, Bob's a donut for love, God save the queen." Um, hey, let's go to the pub and order a pint. Oh shoot, what do they call a pint in America? What's the? Uh, we what do we call a court? I don't know. <laughs> no, the joke is that it's an imperial measurement, so we still call it. A pint. Oh, <laughs> we actually have a British pub in this town. Oh, really? So, um, do you meet British people yeah. there? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you um i don't even think that it's actually like made by british people it's uh, some locals uh some local uh beer brewers uh made it started mm. it it's the allied pub you know oh. celebrating Bri- celebrating british and american camaraderie against the common foe the nazis mm-hmm. i think it's how i think that's something we should all remember mm-hmm. especially these days yeah you know you know, a very, a very proud and noble history. One of the few things that these two incredibly shitty countries have done right. Um, but anyway, uh, but but uh, so that so if a British person lived in this town uh, between the British pub and Andy Cap in the newspaper, they may feel right at home. Um, but uh, unfortunately, they can't watch the 1980s uh, Brit- the British. Andy Cat television series anymore since it's not around, but yeah, there um, only yeah there only seems to be one episode available online. Yeah, um, now 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 I thought because uh, the comic strip doesn't really strike me one way or the other, but after watching this this uh, uh, sit sitcom, I guess is the best way to call it. Yes, it's um. I'm actually a lot more charitable towards the Andy Cap writing style now. Yeah, because you notice that too. Is that reading it? It fits the comics rhythm so well, but what doesn't work as well in comics seems to work very well on TV. It feels like maybe Andy Cap was supposed to be a TV series, and they've just been giving it to us line by line as a comic. Yeah, it's 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 weird because like I mean maybe it's because you know having uh and maybe it's because the actors in this are you know are are that good. Um, the guy who plays Andy Cap is apparently a um a well known British actor. Yes, uh, he's, uh, he's well known as the titular grandpa from Grandpa in My Pocket. Now, oh my God, that's Grandpa in My Pocket. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even recognize him. Wow. He is, he is 30 years older now, so yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that Grandpa in my pocket is Andy Cap. Um, which, oh my god. Oh my god, actually, I wonder now. Uh, Ethan, have you ever seen Grandpa in my pocket? No, I only learned about, I was looking at what James Bolam has done, and it says that he, and it said he's in Grandpa in my pocket. I was like, oh, I've, I've heard of that, but I've never actually watched it. How is it? So I've watched a couple episodes uh, because uh, Orlina and I uh, use it in awful crap compilations. Oh, you did? It's yeah. So it's a it's a kid show, and the basic uh, gist is that uh, this kid will be like, oh, um, you know, the kid is like, uh, oh, I need to um, 
uh, I don't know, like go to the beach or something. But grandpa, you can't come to the beach because you're old. And the grandpa will say, oh, just one second. Let me put on my magic shrinking cap. And he puts on his magic shrinking cap and he gets really, he shrinks and then he can run really fast and he'll jump in like a little toy airplane and he'll fly to the beach and be like, I'm on the beach now. I'm a grandpa in my pocket. And the kid will be like, grandpa, and, you know, and chase him down and everything. Oh but my God, I they, want- they invented Rick and Morty. Yeah, I, it's pretty much, it's kind of Rick and Morty-esque. Um, it is funny though, I wonder now if, the fact that he uses specifically a magic cap is a reference to his role as Andy Cap in in the eighties. Well, um, it's it might be coincidental because looking up Grandpa in my pocket, guess where it comes from? The dandy. Where? Is it a? Oh, sorry. The dandy. It comes from the same comic uh, collection that gave us Banana Man. Oh. I didn't realize it was something before. Well, I guess, you know what that means? We can have a Grandpa in My Pocket episode at oh, some yeah. point. yeah, awesome. Looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grandpa in My Pocket, starring Andy Cap. Okay, so I guess he's just, uh, what, what's his name? James Boland? Yes. Um, he is just, apparently he's just made to be in Cap-related media. <laughs> Cap-related, comic-related media. So he's been the star, yeah, he's been the star of two uh, beloved uh, British comic strips. Wow, wow. I wonder um, if he was in Fat so, Slags and we didn't notice him. I mean, um, he's, well, you know, what else has he been in? I guess that's the question. He's, uh, uh, nothing the else I recognize. Things like, oh, okay. the Biderbeck tapes, the Biderbeck connection, the missing postman, uh, Harold Shipman, Dr. Death, um, Cold Feet. Huh. Okay. No, so apparently, yeah, he, of. yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of British shit, it looks like. Um, whatever happened to the likely lads? Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I have to say that I think he does a really good performance in Andy Cap yeah. because he's he's you know he's he's kind of um, you know he captures that kind of likable layabout mm -hmm. uh, energy. Yeah, you know, I think like, I found him more likable here than I did in the uh, in the comic. Yeah, and uh, Paula Tilbrook as his wife Flo is also uh, very good in this yes. um, because you know I get I get the sense like they. You know, uh, they they fight. They're at loggerheads a lot, but that there is, even though we don't see, they do seem to be some genuine affection between them. Yeah. Uh, even though, which considering the dialogue never hits at that, that I think that is due to some some very good uh, and understated uh, performances by these two um, actors. Yeah. Um, and um, so, but yeah, but the actual dialogue is actually, I thought, pretty witty. I mean, there's actually some pretty uh, sharp jokes in this. Um, even like when it starts out, I think uh, when Andy Cap is walking home from, I guess the from the bar or the yeah. pub, as they say, and uh, I think it's Chalky is in the canal. Yeah, Chalky or, is in, know, the some, in the river. Yeah, why? Why was he in the river? Remind me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I assume that he got drunk and fell in. Um, but Andy is like, says, uh, it's like, Oh, how are you doing down there? And Chalky's like, Oh, it's a bit damp, but you got to expect it down here. And Andy's like, do you want me to walk you to the bus? And Chalky's like, no, I'm on my bike, which I <laughs> thought was actually, I was like, and at that point, I mean, this is, the, this is the opening for this, the show. And I was like, this is actually, that's pretty good. These yeah. are some good, uh, good little quips. 
Um, I was enthusiastic about how bad this was, but I quickly changed my tune. Yeah, I was wondering, like, um, because, again, uh, Andy Cap, I never really paid it much mind, but I feel like the way this is written, these are probably directly from the strip. Yeah, it really does feel like they put the strip together into a story, but... You know, there have been a lot of things that we've watched that are like that. Like the later Peanut specials, the one with Rerun was almost exactly that. And it was not this good. No, no. Um, I mean, maybe it's just Andy... Maybe Andy Cap is actually a better comic than Peanuts, and we just never noticed. Whoa! You know? <laughs> you know? Um, but maybe also, like Kathy, it is better in a different medium. Yeah. You know? we've, we've run into that, too. We liked Kathy so much better after we saw her in animation that we we're just like, you know, why did they continue with the comic strip? You know, Kathy should have Kathy should have gone to animation and not looked back. Yeah, for real. Um now, this one, though, the Handicap series um, or, or the show, uh, it's it's very it's very weird because it is, like we said, taken, I think, directly from the comic. Or at and least it has that kind of cadence. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, we don't have any copies of the uh, of the comic lying around. And there is a lot of archives of Handicap if you care to go to your local uh, book archivist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's your your local uh you know <laughs> book, book archivist <laughs> oh my God, just going yes. to the going to, yeah, into the basement of happy yeah. days with handicap uh, laugh at life with handicap <laughs> all the best from handicap the cream of handicap Ooh, the world of handicap handicap in color after a few the trivial pursuit <laughs> of handicap <laughs> well i'm sensing a theme yes um, so he, uh, but the weird thing about this, I feel like it, it's not just that, I mean, it, the, it feels like it's directly for the comic because the way they cut very often from, from scene to scene. Yes. It, it, it's, it's very sudden and weird and like kind of jarring sometimes. Yeah. But and I think it, it works in this context because did you also notice that Wikipedia says that this is one of the few sitcoms of the day with no, uh, it, it doesn't have any laugh track or studio audience. So you're really immersed in this world. Yeah. It's that's part of the reason why watching this, I was like, this does not feel like um, a, a sitcom from the eighties. It feels much more modern. Um, but at the same time, it's so the, the way it's shot is so unique that I couldn't like say like that it's from any time in particular. I've never seen anything quite like this. Um, it's it's in fact it's even it's almost like it's also blocked out like the comic like there are scenes where it's obviously shot to to remind us of the way the comic is yeah the the, um, the shots of him lying on the couch yeah yeah because i've i know i've seen a, that exact scene in the comic whereas andy cap he's got it he's wearing his suspenders and he's got his back to, to us the audience and he's just kind of curled up on the couch and uh, there's a scene in this where he's he's like yelling at his mother-in-law who's outside. Yeah, and, and again, you um, never see the mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. And this whole scene is weird because um, the basic plot of this this episode is that Andy Cap decides he's going to reform and you know go on the straight and narrow and actually like uh, be be you know good to his wife and clean up the house and everything like that, right? Um, 
so he's he's doing that and his mother-in-law comes over to harass him in the middle of this and in this scene when she's outside yelling at him he's lying on the couch apparently you know looks like he's asleep or something and you know when when she leaves he gets up so now to finish working and it's kind of funny because like oh i clearly they just had the particular comic that this dialogue with the mother-in-law was taken from had him lying on the couch like that and they were like let's jam it into the middle of this of this uh, episode about him not being lazy, <laughs> but like, let's have him lying as he did in the comic, even though it wouldn't really make sense in, in this context. Yeah. So, so it's, so it was an example of using the comic as a storyboard. Right. Right. So it's a little weird. Sometimes I, I feel like it doesn't always work because I think they were sometimes too loyal to the comic, but in general, it does give it a very, um, you know, it, it does act. I think in general it works. I mean, most of this is actually, it makes it very interesting. Yeah. Like, um, um, you know what it actually reminds me of is, uh, Ethan, did you ever see that one like experimental film, um, about Mary worth? No, it was, it, it was, I think I might've heard of about this though. It was uh, something made like by fans, by college students or something. Yeah, it was like someone's uh, student uh, film project, I think. And it's basically they just took like a bunch of Mary Worth comics. Uh, I think it was like uh, two weeks worth. And they just filmed them as a movie. But having the actors positioned exactly as the characters were in the comic. And it, it's, it has a very surreal thing because, you know, they're all talking, but they're standing still, you know, just without moving in these very awkward positions the whole time, which... Uh, which actually is based on a comic. We could do an episode about yeah, that. Yeah, we could. I mean, it's been a long time since we did something based on a fan fan work, but, you know, actually, maybe we should, uh, you know, let's do an episode where we do a bunch of fan work so it doesn't feel like we're, uh, we're slagging on any particular one. That would probably help. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good idea. Um, but, but it does give, it does have a lot of the same uh, feel as the Andy Cat because we're watching things where, you know, um, th there's a scene where Andy and Chalky are at the bar and it's filmed from behind them. You know, so we're just seeing the their backs, which is a very typical thing you see in the comic strip. Very often it's Andy at the bar and you're seeing him from the back view. And it's it's weird in, you know, in, in a in a TV show because you kind of expect that like, yeah, uh, that's not how know, we block gonna... things uh, for TV. You have to have, you know, focusing on the faces of the characters and yeah, exactly. Because that's what the actors want. It's like, no, I want to see my own beautiful face on television. That's why, that's why the movies Iron Man spends half this time with his mask up. So you can see that it's uh, RDJ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, this is weird. Cause it's, it's, yeah, it's just filming them from, you know, the backs of their heads and, but it, but it's like, look, they, they were, yeah, taking the handicapped comic strip as basically storyboards. And it's, it's not like, you know, it's not terrible. It, it doesn't, it, I'm not, you know, it's just, it's just strange. And it, it does make this very unique, you know, uh, never seen anything quite like it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Cause I keep, I keep trying to think of British shows I've watched that don't, you know, that exist in this, this silence with no laugh track and even much more recent things. Red Dwarf has a laugh track. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Had a laugh track. Uh, I mean, you know, there's only one Muppet show episode where they didn't have a laugh track and it's because canonically the entire audience went home. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, this was... Um, I'm trying to think, like, when did Laugh Tracks start going out of Vogue? I, I feel like... I think that, well, the idea of canned laughter was never really popular with, you know, because sitcoms for us in the 80s and 90s were always filmed before a live studio audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, having been in a live studio audience, um, I can tell you that's a lot, a lot less impressive than it sounds. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're basically you paying know, you to be a laugh track, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically saying like, look, because uh, I think I mentioned this. I was actually on uh, an episode of Are You Not Are, um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> oh, if only. That would be a great tie-in. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, that would be. Um, no, I was on an episode of uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Which I don't know if I've mentioned this on, on show before. I think you um, did, yeah. Okay. And like, they basically were like, okay, look, you, you got to laugh your ass off. When, when anything funny happens or we're going to kick you out. And yeah, because you were like, right okay. behind, you were right behind Clive. Yeah, exactly. Um, and or, you know, and it's like no, after wait, three and a half one. hours, you're like, Oh my God, please. <laughs> and, and what's his, um, damn it, what's his name? Not Clive Anderson. The other one, the American host. No. Uh, Oh, Drew, Drew, Bar- Drew, 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 Drew Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I only ever watched uh, Who's Line when it was uh, Clive Anderson hosting. I wasn't really a fan of the Drew Carey years, but, uh, but yeah, they're they're not as good. I don't think. Um, <laughs> but well, that's a lot. But, that's all that a lot of people remember because it was on broadcast TV. Whereas, uh, whereas the guy named Clive who loves to buzz was on uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, the um, uh, you know the uh, the uh, Drew Drew Carey ones were not nearly as funny. Um, also, it was kind of like, oh, why do you have the same four guys like every week? Yeah, why, why yeah, we're, sw- yeah, and it got a lot less international. We we didn't have the Danish lady. Oh yeah, yeah, Sandy Tuxvik. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah. Anyway, so um, Andy Cap is uh, no studio audience, um, but I mean, it does. It does acknowledge the audience. Yes, that is which, the most unique thing about this show, I think. Yeah, it's um it's again, that's very much like the comic strip because um you know, the Andy Cap is is a comic strip. It does that thing that I think, you know, Peanuts kind of um started where, you know, there'll be a joke and then the characters will kind of, you know, break the fourth wall and look out at the audience, yeah. you know, with this kind of uh you know, like, can you believe this bullshit? Look, <laughs> a lot know? of comics will do this, but with Andy Cap, they it it's, it all seems to be being told to you as if you were there. Like, they're Andy Cap always feels kind of like an introduction to these characters, like they're showing you around the the city. Yeah, introducing um, you to this is my this is my layabout husband, Andy. Say hello, Andy. He always does that. Yeah, I mean, this is the first episode, so it really feels appropriate. Um, but yeah, it's a weird thing. Like they they don't just yeah look at the audience, but they do address the audience. And, and it's not just Andy and Flo either. Every character does this, so it's I don't I don't have a frame of reference. It feels more than anything else like. Oh, I don't know, an informational video about, so you're looking to start a business in Hartlepool. Let me show you around. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. City it, on the grow. 
I mean, that's the only other um, form of media I can think of that kind of has a format, you know, even similar to this. Um, and it's, I don't, you know what? I mean, it's the sort of thing that like having watched one episode, it's like, it's kind of fresh and weird and interesting. Um, I, I don't know if it would wear thin really fast. Well, there's but, only six episodes of this show. So if it did, you know, big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they were they were taking some just some. I don't know. Like, I, it, it's just interesting how closely to the the comic they were they were hewing. Yeah, you know? and usually that means that it's not as good, and this time it made it better somehow. Uh, it it yeah. broke my little mind. <laughs> um, I wonder though, because uh, Andy Cap. As far as I know, it's always been one of those comics that has not had any longer arcs, you know? No, um, no. It, it would be strange if it did. It was like, I don't yeah, know. What, would yeah. the, what story would there be? Uh, you know, Dandy Cap joins the military? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, um, so I guess when they want to actually make a, a an actual 30 minute episode with, you know, a, a plot, they kind of had to string together a bunch of uh more or less unrelated comics i think yeah and um you know the but so the plot really isn't that important no to this it's it's just it's a it's more a theme than it is a plot yeah yeah um because you know it's basically just andy yeah, because I don't think even think it, it comes into play until about halfway through the episode. Yeah, I mean, first it's establishing that Andy is a layabout drunk, and then halfway through we have him getting rescued from the river after uh, stumbling in drunkenly, and then he makes a very solemn oath to change his ways, and everyone is stunned that he's actually holding to it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, um, it's... <laughs> it's it's kind of uh, it's interesting to watch because I felt kind of bad for Andy because nobody believes him yeah. and even Flo is Flo is very dismissive of his attempts you know yeah, and this is, um, I I don't think I ever would have thought that I liked Andy in the comics but here I sympathized with him I was like no I want someone to believe in him yeah I mean it was one of those things where it's like I I I was thinking like oh man Flo what a bitch look at him. but then I thought like well I mean with their experience together, of course you would be skeptical that this would last. They're not particularly young. How long do you think they've been together? Um, I I assume, let's see, they, they seem or what, like in their 40s or... Yeah, maybe late and slightly haggard 30s. Yeah, um, I assume that they were... Uh, I, I just assume that they were a, a t- shotgun teenage wedding, to be honest. <laughs> and, you know, whoever this... Whatever baby resulted from that uh, took off long ago because those two, woo! Yeah, I mean, would you stay around? <laughs> uh, I would not. Uh, apparently, no. <laughs> I looked. I looked up uh, James Bolam's age, and he was fifty-three when this was made. So I guess, yeah, they oh. probably. I was wondering if they if they had ever had any children and you know, this definitely gives them room to have had children who are already often living the high life in London now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, um, I don't think it's ever mentioned, you know, um, uh, but you know, it is one of those, 
But again, even if it was mentioned, who knows if it would be canon. I get the impression that Andy Cap again, is one of those comics where anything outside of this extremely, you know, uh, narrow uh, group of, of uh, scenarios that we see repeated over and over uh, is, is basically non-canonical. It can be mentioned and then forgotten again. Yeah. I don't know. Now we, we brought up the idea of a uh, running storyline in handicap and you know, how crazy would that be if there was one where the, the strip was just him lying on the couch, but there was a speech balloon saying, mom, I'm home from college. Or, I'm home from uni. And, uh, <laughs> and Flo was like, Andy, our son's come home. And Andy's like, we got one of those. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's in keeping with his character. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Toast and carbide drills. <laughs> They're, um, uh, well, I mean, what are the actual episodes of, of the Andy Cap series? I can't find um, any It looks others. like we've got, there doesn't seem to be any, have you found a, uh, episode list? Uh, well, the episode list, let's see, there's new leaf and then there's the sporting life, which I'm going to assume is about, um, uh, Andy Caps, you know, playing footy or rugby or whatever it was th- that you mentioned. Yeah, um, footy. Then there is uh, Flo's new frock, mm. which uh, I'm going to assume is probably about uh, Flo either buying a new dress that's too expensive or uh, her yelling at Andy to buy a dress that he doesn't want to buy. Um, there's Love Me or Leave Me which um, I feel like is probably centered around uh, Flo, you know, packing your bags, going home to mother and yeah. Andy missing her. Um, Economy Drive, which I, I don't know what that one is about at all. And um, the Anniversary Waltz, which I am guessing is probably about Andy forgetting that they are having an anniversary and having to um, last minute, you know, um, uh, Cludge up some sort of uh, anniversary um, gift for Flo. Oh, now keep him. Mm-hmm. So yes, they do have a son. His name is Buster. Oh, and he had his what? own comic. What in nineteen <laughs> from nineteen sixty to two thousand? What? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, this, this, this. This blows my mind. Uh, okay, let me see. I need to see Buster. What does he look like? Uh, let's see. Oh, come on. Buster and Jet. Uh, let's see. Let's look up Buster Cap. <laughs> Buster Cap in her ass. Yeah. And perha- perhaps you will not be surprised to see that he uh, he looks pretty much exactly like uh, Andy. Huh. Well, let's take a Let me see. Buster Cap. Um, he looks all... He, Oh yeah, um, he does a little more um, payo. Yeah, but um, um, oh, now apparently, I'm son, and the name's Buster. <laughs> so apparently, Buster, uh, Buster Cap. Uh, let's see, spinoff of Andy Cap, despite not being drawn by the original artist uh, Reg Smith. Um, it looks like, uh, wait, let's see. So it looks like Buster is however uh not he's not ever referenced in the original uh andy cap no so it's, although it's a non-canonical son but you know at least right but he did have a have his own comic 
Well, so Buster often referred referred to his father, and Andy was seen in the comic attempting to fix find a gas leak in three frames of the uh, 1960. So I uh, let's see. Um, he's also shown in two drawn photographs in. Another issue, uh, the first of which was displayed by Buster's mum with the pronouncement, it's a photo of Buster taken with Andy. You can see he's got his dad's fine straight nose. Buster's mum was often referred to by name and was consistently drawn to resemble Andy's wife, Flo. Hmm. Okay, so this is interesting. I guess you could say this is kind of like what, you know, uh, uh, Tenchi Universe versus Tenchi, uh, (laughs) you know, something um, where it's, because uh, it's it's canonical, yeah. It, it it's this just takes place in another uh, continuity, I suppose, in yeah. the multiverse. Um, oh wow, interesting. Um, this this completely blows my mind about uh, what what everything I knew I thought I knew about Andy Cap. Every cap, every flow, all at once. <laughs> um, oh, but man, I I'd love to get some of these. Uh, these uh these these googly glasses yeah the dodger kit (laughs) yeah um you know the way that uh so the the style that buster cap is drawn in it reminds me a lot of oh my god uh the very early mad magazine yeah Um, i know what you mean yeah i can't remember who drew in this particular style but like one of the early mad guys kind of uh did a lot of um comics like this yeah, I think I, I I couldn't tell you which one, but I'm pretty sure I know who you mean. It looks like uh, lately Buster has been hanging out with a kid named Delbert, who might who might actually also be a member of the Cap family, which is which might be a surprise on first uh, glance because he's black. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's good that there. I'm I'm glad to see that uh, the Cap family is uh, is 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 open to um, you know. Um, to that so uh, the, this so do you think he's the son of one of andy's dalliances with a waitress or something i mean that it makes sense because we do know that andy uh andy cat dallies a lot yes he's always trying to catch himself a nice bird which is what they call the ladies in england um and you have to give reg smith credit because he knows he cannot draw an attractive woman so you only ever see them from the back <laughs> I thought he was just a butt man. Well, he doesn't really draw much butt. They're always dressed in that. They're always wearing the very like kind of 1960s thing with a really big coat, but like, you know, a short skirt, I guess like the cake song. Um, mm. But, um, and you know, and you, only, you know, jacket. Yeah. Yeah. You know that it's a lady because they've always got the ponytail, though. Mm. And Andy is doing the thing where he's like making kissy face and the X is flying at them. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, and apparently the name that I was trying to figure out for Matt, it's Harvey Kurtzman. Harvey Kurtzman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should have figured. Um, huh. Well, um, let's see. That is... That is oh so Buster and Delbert. This one is looking a lot more uh, dandy though. Yeah, that's from twenty twenty. And also, uh, Watford Cap, the King of the Rap. Maybe this isn't. Maybe it's not related to him after all. This this looks really uh, Harvey Kurtzman ish, 
or yeah or not um, not Herbie it, Kurtzman who who was it who did like that, the the ugliest girl contest with Miss Philodendron I think it was, was it like Basil Wolverton or yeah, something yeah this has real Basil Wolverton vibes yeah yeah absolutely I can see that um huh so there's there's a whole calf dynasty wow. as they say in England <laughs> or as they say in America dynasty man um but none of these guys appear in uh, in the the TV show. It looks yeah. like it's just our main core cast. With yeah, the, we uh, really original. We got on a bit of a uh, cul-de-sac there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Uh, so let's see. So anything else? I mean, about the TV show, we kind of like uh, we, we kind of we didn't we didn't go through it bit by bit as we normally do. But there's not really a plot. So no, the, you know, um, the plot is that Andy gets uh, really you know, gets really devoted to the idea of turning over a new leaf and becoming a better person. And he does so, and it horrifies everyone. My my single favorite joke is the pawn shop man watching him arrive and being like, ah, here comes the wife's new dress. And he walks right by, and uh, we just zoom in on the pawn shop guy's like, face like, I had a dream like this once. I woke up screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh there's a there's a certain dryness to the humor in this that that works really well. Um, I mean, it is British after all. Yes. Um, and I think yeah, well, finally uh, they don't deal in gets... wet humor like we do. No, 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 <laughs> no. Here in America, we we like our humor. We like our humor sopping. Moist. We like it drenched, moist. It was like if you give me a joke, I want it dripping. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and here, you know. And they they kind of split the difference in Canada. It's always dry humor unless you mention water or say I don't know. <laughs> well, you can't do that on television. <laughs> Not anymore, damn liberals. <laughs> um, so I think like finally, what ends up happening is Andy pawns television so that he can uh, buy take Flo out to a nice dinner and or a, a, sh a picture show. Yeah, and, yeah, they uh, got to see Rocky Four. That's the only thing that tells you where they, where, what time this was happening. And, yeah, and I'm just uh, like Rocky Four, the movie about America versus Russia that ran in England. Well, apparently, they were they they were probably like, well, you know, um, they were probably like, oh, oh, America. It's so it's things things are so big over there, <laughs> especially their boxers. <laughs> Yeah, and things are so big and wet over there in America. <laughs> no, not like here in England. Big and wet. That's our watchword here in the states: big wet country. <laughs> it, you know, like that Scottish group who who sang a song about us in a big wet country. Dreams stay with you, <laughs> like a lover's voice across the mountainside. That's yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, you, you know, if you, uh, you know, you know, crazy thing that if you play the Adams family song to the uh, music video for big country's harvest home, it sounds exact. It, it fits, man. Wow. It totally fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did that once. What, what, part, um, what part matches up with petite? Um, I think Stuart, Stuart Copeland. I can't remember the man's name. He jumped out of a haystack at that point. <laughs> I cannot remember the name of the man in Big Country. I think it, it was Stuart something. Stuart Smalley. Anyway, Stuart saves his family. Stuart Smalley. Oh yeah, there you go, Stuart Smalley. Um, 
But anyway, uh, so this pawning of the television, uh, Flo realizes that she doesn't like the new Andy at all because she wanted to watch, uh, sorry, the telly. Yes. Uh, so she goes to, they did go to a marriage counselor. Um, I wasn't sure and, if he had pawned the telly or if somebody had like re- reclaimed it. Like they had been like, it had been like a rent to own set or something. Oh, that's a good point because I felt, you know, I think you might be right. I think he, I don't know if it was rent to own, but it was, I think they owed money. Yeah, I think you're right. They owed money on the telly. And I um, wonder if that had I something see- to do with the, the thing where you wrap the telly in uh, aluminum foil. So the trucks going by can't detect it. Oh yeah. You know, I feel like, yeah, this was, uh, I feel like this is kind of part and parcel with being, you know, in the North in, in the seventies, this idea, like, you know, you buy your television in, on an installment plan, mm, you know? Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think he basically in trying to turn over new leaf, he is now not trying to dodge all his debts, but actually like pay them. And that means that basically, you know, I, I've, I think it was, but, uh, but, in doing that, that means they no longer have money. Yeah. So, so Flo realizes that actually, um, you know, may, maybe it wasn't so bad before. Maybe Andy's shirking actually served a purpose in the household. Um, and uh, she gets him to go back to shirking by telling him that uh, if he really wants to turn over a new leaf, he needs to get a job. Mm. And that is the worst thing of all. And I think we can all agree with that. I think so, yeah. Um, now, yeah, it works was, for jerks. Before I knew that Buster existed, I thought she was going to scare him in by saying that, you know, since you're always at home, how would you like to be a stay-at-home father? <laughs> I I did actually think they were going to do something like that, kind of the way in Married with Children. You know, Al, Peg is always like, Al, let's have sex. And Al is like, no. Yeah, like, why no, why Peg. is this guy so... so I, I mean, his, his wife, it's... She's freaking gr- hot. I mean, apart from the bad hair, and his like, why is oh, he so yeah, resistant no. to wanting to have sex with his what? His own wife. Peg Peg Bundy is a uh, classic milf, yeah. stone cold fox. For real. Um, but you know what? Maybe maybe Al is just ace. You know? Yeah, entirely possible. You know, he, he he's just, ace, and he just enjoys sitting around with his hand down his pants. That's yeah, all he wants. it's like. Uh, Al Bundy, good ace representation. <laughs> Be like uh, Al. Yeah. We're going to tweet that and start a discourse. <laughs> um, but uh, so I think then Andy decides he's going to go back to being lazy again. And that's that's pretty much the end of our episode. Yeah. I think yeah. if I. I mean, they weren't trying um, to tell a story here. They were just trying to show you some uh, Andy Cap uh, stuff. And they did, and it worked out really well. So, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes so, we forget, you know, we've gotten into this idea. I I think Star Wars has poisoned our uh, idea of fiction, thinking that there has to be a greater plot to it. Like, it has to be pushing something forward. And, you know, maybe something can just be funny. Maybe something can just be amusing. Maybe there doesn't have to be a moral. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is... Um... This this is a television from a time when it did not have to be like um, you know edifying. It was yeah, just a thing. Everyone com- used to complain that TV rots your brain, and it's like you know maybe my brain needs to rot a little. Maybe my brain has had too much built up. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's like crop rotation. You need to let some yeah. brain cells die so the other ones can grow from their shells. It it always reminds me when my my father once saw the um, what is it the uh, 
the Cedric Diggory show. Cedric no, not Diggory. Cedric Diggory. Um, <laughs> the sorry, the Bernie Mac show. The Bernie that's Mac what show. It was. You're confusing it with Cedric the Entertainer. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Yes. So the Bernie Mac show. My dad watched it, and he was raving about it to me, and he was talking about how great it was, and he says to me, "You know, it's not funny, but." It's got good moral values. And I just remember thinking like, what? That is the most boomer thing to say. Because why would I want to watch a show that's not funny? It's a it's a sitcom. I'm not going to watch an unfunny sitcom to be like, hmm, I learned something today. You know? Um, but like, uh, th- that's the way a lot of people kind of think. This idea like, oh, you got you got to learn something. But um, I'm glad that I could watch Andy Cap and not learn anything. Yes. Or rather, learn... Maybe I did learn something, and that is that work is stupid and don't do it. And I think that's the most important lesson of all. I learned that Andy Cap's hot fries are available at my Circle K. Let's try them now. How? how yeah, how are they? Let's find out. I'm. I'm how hot? Mm. Mm. Oh my god, that's vile. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's are like, they? Are they? That's like, it's like eating, it's like cereal. <laughs> what? I, yeah, it would be better with milk. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, if there was Cheetos flaming Hot cereal. Wow, okay. Um, I just assumed that Hot Fries basically had the consistency of Cheetos, but you're telling me they're more like checks or something yeah checks i would say checks or uh, wow or rice krispies wow that's weird um how okay, hot are not, they um not i mean they, they sting the mouth a little but it's not the flavorful kind of hot it's just like uh you know we put something to irritate your mouth on this so you can pretend it's hot Oh no! That maybe maybe are they maybe that passes muster in England, but here in America, you know the land the the land of the hot and moist, we we do not appreciate <laughs> stuff like that. Hmm. Oh well, they're oven baked. Maybe that has something to do with it because they're they taste a little dry, and it says they come oh. in hmm. they come in hot fries, cheddar fries, and barbecue fries. But oh, I... considering that this is based. Uh, that Andy Cap uh, comes from the north. You know, it should be like curry fries. I would want that. Yeah. It should be, you know, fries yeah. that simulate the taste of the kind of thing that the fat slags will get out of a, out of a food truck. Yeah, no kebab fries? Yeah, kebab fries. That would be awesome. Oh, man, we need to, you know, get on it, Andy Cap. It's like, no wonder you just sit around loafing all day. You know, you don't even go to your hot fry plant anymore, do you? <laughs> I mean, you said there's hot fries, barbecue fries, and cheddar fries. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, that's how much more American can you get? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because I would expect it'd be like, okay, you would have salt and vinegar fries or uh, cheese and onion fries. Yeah. You know, the typical uh, flavors of crisps yeah. over there. Vindaloo uh, But fries. instead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but instead, they're going full on American, which is because here in America, we literally only have uh, four flavors. It's barbecue, uh, ch- ch- like cheese, like like nacho cheese, Cool Ranch, and um, hot, yeah. I guess. you know, And straight up uh, butter. Yeah. I mean, hey, at least it's better than Germany. They have one flavor, and it's paprika. Paprika? 
Yeah. Like they, there is no, they don't even have plain potato chips over there. Everything is paprika. Huh. They don't, they don't have straight up potato chips. Wow. No, that's no that's fast. Well, hmm, do they have dip? Do you get like uh, uh, ranch dip and stuff? Not well. You know what? I should I should uh, uh, amend my statement that possibly in the years since I last been there, uh, <laughs> as you know, as we now live in a more globalized society, possibly they have they have learned of dip, um, <laughs> and possibly even have learned of different chip flavors. But when I lived there back in the nineties, when time ended, uh, they did not have dip and only only paprika. No no chip, only paprika. That's that's really strange. I was like, I mean, well, what? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of what kind of German foods you could flavor it after, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> cabbage. <laughs> I mean, they do like cabbage. They they love cabbage. They pickled cabbage. There you go. I mean, I've that's that's my uh, Danish roots showing is that I love that pickled purple cabbage. It's like you know. How, oh, that shit is put, good though. Yeah, that put is that good. all over my sausage. Damn. See, that's why you can't get a good Donner kebab in this country. They don't have the purple pickle cabbage. <laughs> I didn't know that was part of Donner kebab. Yeah, yeah. See, traditionally in the the uh, in 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 a if you get a Berlin Donner, which is you know the best best in the world, baby. Um, <laughs> you know you have the meat and you have the uh, um, and you have the the purple cabbage and the other kind of cabbage. You have um, you have uh, the, the 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 red powder. And you have uh, the kind of tzatziki type sauce, tzatziki yeah. sauce. Here in the States, you just get like iceberg lettuce and yogurt in it. It's like yeah. ridiculous. And, you know, if you're uh, lucky, you can, uh, at my local place, the broilers, you can get those uh, pink turnips. Those are pretty good. But mm, Yeah, yeah. Man, you know, America is lagging behind in kebab technology. It yeah, is, we, we embrace it dill is... pickles so much that we have forgotten that anything else can be pickled. Oh, that's right. They don't even have those uh, those uh, sour pickles here, you know, because like if you get a kebab or a shawarma overseas, you get these Mediterranean sour pickles. Mm. But here, if you get pickles, yeah, they're just going to be dill. It's a disgrace. I'm sorry. You know what? It's probably because you know what the problem is. It's probably because America is so incredibly racist against people from the Middle East that they haven't come here to establish yep. proper donor shops for real. So. So, yeah. yeah. Uh. So, uh, people of the Middle East, take a lesson from Thailand and start paying people to start uh, Middle Eastern restaurants in America to get us to uh, embrace the culture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> well, I mean, because God, what a, what a country. This country, it's, what it's ridiculous. Country? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the quality of different uh, foodstuffs you can get here, just, just, just absolute, like, 